Welcome to the 3 to Hardway Podcast with G Wiz, DJ Black, and OG Bobby P. This episode we will discuss Nipsey's funeral, Kodak Black, and in the episode with how stupid can you be? Alright, welcome to 3 to Hardway, where we celebrate Southern trap and urban culture. I am now the one's favorite DJ, DJ Black. My brother from the same mother, OG Bobby P. My brother from another mother, G Wiz from Greenstorm Media. Round of applause, please. Thank you. All right, good evening. Good night. How you doing? Uh, welcome to Three the Hard Way. OG Bobby P, what's up, man? I'm good, man. You good, bro? All right, that's good. G Wiz, what's happening, homie? Not a thing. Not a thing. Another episode of Three the Hallway. We appreciate everybody's feedback, man. We've been getting some real good feedback on the show. Uh, thanks for everybody just listening. Make sure you tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody about what we got going on. Uh, today we're gonna talk about uh, Nipsey Hussle's funeral, man. R.I.P. to Nip- Nipsey Hussle. Um, and we're gonna get into Kodak crazy ass a little bit. We're gonna, we're gonna light into his ass for a minute uh, on his dumb shit, but. Uh, you know, just reflecting on the funeral, man, uh, definitely uh, with some touching moments, uh, you know, Lauren London, especially. I mean, you know, uh, Nipsey's brother, Black Sam, uh, Minister Farrakhan. But the ones that really spoke to me, I, I believe, was Snoop Dogg and Lauren London, man. They really, uh, you know, kind of had some really powerful things to say, man, about the, the the marathon continues, you know what I mean, and that's that's really something I feel like that they taking as a banner on the West Coast and really worldwide, uh, you know, to just that that whole movement, man. Yeah, I didn't get to finish it all. It's like what three hours? Yeah, it was seventeen long. minutes. It was long. <clears throat> but hang um, on, front. I started watching at work. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm at work. I got two conference calls. And I got the funeral in the bottom of the corner. Yeah. Like, I'm getting this in. I'm going to watch as much as I could, but work one. Yeah. So I can watch everything, but I watched enough. Like, I love what Black Sam did. Yeah. Like, Black Sam said, and as I listen to Nipsey music, he mentioned death a lot. Yeah. And he, he did say, like, if I die today, I made the set proud. And that's, like, one of my favorite songs of um, Nip's. Catalog is uh, on stress out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't stress, stress nigga. Out. I don't stress out, nigga. <laughs> yeah, Pull my chest out, out nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. that's that's like my favorite song. And he, that's what he meant. Like, and then he made the set proud, yeah. and they sent him home like a king. They did. You gotta look at. They did. This is a crib. You gotta think about this was the Staples Center. Yeah, that's this what was I'm saying. Lakers play like they they gave a crib. Yeah, a oh. rolling sixty neighborhood crib. Yeah. The Staples Center. Yeah, that was that was that was huge. I mean, but I, I I just had to feel. I feel like he just really superseded, like the set. He superseded being a crib. Like you know, some people, you know, that's where they start out at. Well, I feel like he just kind of he elevated past that. Some people, you know, a lot of times, it's, you know, it's not about where you're from; it's where you are. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think he just man, that was definitely the base. But I mean, yeah, he's so much more than that. And yeah. I think he kind of left it, like, and he was so far beyond, beyond that, beyond that. 
Yeah. Look at what uh, Black Sam was saying about how he put a computer together. Yeah. And like he twelve years old, and he put a computer together. Yeah. Where he <laughs> he stole the pieces. We gonna say <laughs> <laughs> he was crippling. You know what I'm saying? Where he bothered he he would borrow the pieces from school. Yeah. And then after he borrowed the pieces, he it took him about two weeks and he bought a box. Right. And he, and he would do it. And Black Sam also kind of gave you that he was always trying to make money. Yeah, yeah. Like he always was trying to push, push it forward. So the hustle meant it. Like it, yeah. it, it was perfect for him. He's hustle man. Yeah. Uh, I, I was watching one. Uh, it was one video. He was talking like he was taking people through his neighborhood and stuff like that. And he was talking about how you know the other kids be at school, but he was outside on the block making his money. And he was like, when I met my quota, I went in and started recording music. So it's like, man, you really had your business, your, even your street business down to a science to where you was like, okay, well, quotas made. I made what I want to make today, and I'm back to doing what I what I want to do. You yeah. know. But that's that's any like we don't get we don't get gangsters enough credit. Yeah. Like gangsters are smart, drug dealers are smart. Like. Yeah. To be able to double, triple the profit you making and know about profit margins and know if I take this much of a if I take this much of a key, I cook it, whip it up, chop it up, and I'm gonna get this much money back. Like they they are CEOs, yeah, but they're not uh, based upon their environment or being becoming products of the environment. They don't get that real push because they're just trying to make the money. Like we don't we don't give them enough credit. Well, it, it, and too, it's about having access to something that makes money. Like, if if you in a neighborhood, if you're in an underprivileged neighborhood, there are only certain things that you can get your hands on to make money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if if you grew up in a certain environment, well, you know, gold and silver ain't available to you. Diamonds aren't available to you. Uh, a lot of times, you ain't had the background to be able to start. You know. People from other ethnicities get an opportunity to like work with their parents and work for their parents' business. You know what I'm saying? But if you're in an underprivileged neighborhood, for the most part, your parents just working a job just like everybody else. So you ain't got no job skills to even, you know, a lot of times parents can give you job skills if they own a business. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if they don't own no business, then it's like, well, what are you teaching me to go to work for somebody? So, you know, what I've seen a lot of gangsters and hustlers do is, and that's why a lot of times they they talk about the block or they talk about the hood because that's where somebody actually said, hey, little nigga, you want to make some money? And that's powerful for a young kid. Like, that's powerful for somebody who they know, you know what money is from the time you five years old, four or five years old. You know, it take money to buy some candy or some chips or drinks or something like that. Uh, and you're a young nigga on the block, 10, 12 years old, and an and OG be like, hey, young nigga, you want to make some money? Of course you want to make money. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's their first time, and a lot of times it, it, to be able to have an opportunity to make some money. So to, to grow up in that environment, you do breed CEOs. Yeah. You, you definitely do. Yeah. And that's what... But Nip- Nipsey was taking it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Even though to be a CEO, he was trying to better himself. Like what hit, like Nipsey read. He was a re- well-read man. Yeah. So, 
I'm taking a I'm I'm finna read everything Nipsey read. Yeah. Just to soak up, to get to see what he was thinking. Cause that man, his thinking was a couple years ahead of me. He's younger than me. You know, yeah. like how he was thinking and just seeing everything unfold and hearing about how how much of a stand up guy he was he was. I was reading something one of the guys on Instagram posted about Nipsey and how he um his son he had his son on his neck, the guy's son over his head, on his neck, and he was just hanging out there. His son peed on him. Yeah. But he didn't tell him to <laughs> after the fact. Yeah. Because he's humble. He ain't going to bust the kid out like that. Right. He was like, yo, homie, his son peed on me, but it's good. <laughs> it's okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a stand-up guy. Yeah, because I would have chunked the kid. Yeah. Like, I'm holding your kid. Your kid peed on my neck. I might be yeah. like, glug, glug. It's, <laughs> you know it's even a video on Twitter. About how um, police were trying to arrest a guy, Nip- Nipsey jumped out the car, kind of yeah. bumped the police officer, so yeah. he kind of dis- got discombobulated. Yeah. So he didn't know who he was chasing. Nipsey just standing there with his hands up. Like those are all like every- what everybody was saying at the funeral yeah. came full circle and gave you the true picture that everything you're saying. Like he he got facts to back him up. Yeah. So his funeral was awesome. Um, I, I and I also I, I like. Uh, I got a friend that I met in London, but she is actually Eritrean, mm-hmm. which is, uh, and I was looking at her page on Facebook, um, and they were doing a celebration in Eritrea. And uh, so I, I hit her up, and I was like, uh, well, we call her Mimi. Like, Mimi, look, is, is uh, was Nipsey Eritrean? She was like, yeah, he's actually, and he, you know, I saw the interview where he talked about where he went over there. And, you know, he was like, man, I got the fighting over there. Like, they look at Americans, you know, like, y'all trying to be this and trying to be that. He was like, man, I spent, like, three weeks over there. And it was like, I saw everything. I got to swim in the Red Sea. I I did so much, you know what I mean? But he actually connected with his people from Africa also. He was like, my dad's African and my mom's American, you know what I'm saying? So he actually went over there and met his folks and stuff like that. And, uh, man, I thought that was just a good thing. Like, he... It, it was so much bigger than California. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got you got memorials in other countries and stuff like that just because of, you know, who you are and you actually connected with your people. Yeah. And like I said, his funeral was to a king. Yeah. Like, a modern day king. Like you got the president what my president, Barack Obama. Yeah. He he writing you a letter, you know, showing you know, you know, showing your appreciation. Showing his appreciation. So yeah. like you he made you say proud. Yeah, he made you say proud. As we make a transition, let's talk about Kodak Black for a minute. Like, the funeral ain't even happened yet. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think it's a lot of ways to look at it. I think, man, sitting around with some homeboys, I mean, I like Lauren London. I think she's attractive. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, what, what was the movie she was in with T.I.? They ATL. Was still, yeah, ATL. So, you know, man, just from, from, from watching her on ATL, I'm sure there are a whole lot of people that got attraction for, for Lauren London. She's a very beautiful woman. But, man, you have to understand the kind of power that you have when you're that big of an artist. And so anything you do is under a microscope. But we, but these, you got to look at these new artists. These new artists are microwave. Like they are microwave. Before you, the the rappers of the nineties had artist development. Right. 
where you would see them in the background of a video. You would see them um, on a B-side of a song before they really hit big. Right. Now, you go in your bathroom <laughs> with some egg crates and a right. microphone and a Fruity Loop beat, and you become a star overnight. Yeah. And with that fame, how do, people can't handle that fame. Yeah. That's how it's, it's, it's what you would think. Okay, so... I will believe with his record company, uh, he he got to meet with executives. He got to meet with management. He got to meet with a lot. So I can't believe that he's not knowing that, because I'm sure that's his other other phone that you go like that he go live on. I'm sure his management and people done told him like, "Hey, bro, you can't just be going wild like that on your phone." You know what I'm saying? Like cocaine. Is it cocaine? Or is it what? Cocaine. What is he? Is what? I don't, I don't think. I don't think it's cocaine. I think it's pure stupidity. Put <laughs> <laughs> them together. Like he's just dumb. Like let's talk about Kodak. Like yeah. really, really talk about Kodak. So I'm. I've been. I ain't been following Kodak, but I listen to his music. Right. Or I did listen to his music. Now I skip his verses because at some point transition, he wasn't what I wanted to listen to no more. Right. But Kodak grabbed my eye with no flocking. But hearing him speak stupidity, and right now it's all, in my opinion, he ain't got no hits. He ain't got no, he ain't got no reason to have attention. Well, okay, so he might not have anything that's like banging on the radio in every state, but He's such a strong regional artist. Like he's a Yo Gotti. Like Yo Gotti is gone. Yo Gotti gonna have one hit to touch everybody probably once a year. But Gotti will drop a mixtape or something like that. That Tennessee gonna jump on anyway. Tri State gonna jump on anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like he needs that type of attention because he got Florida. Like Florida is a Houston, like 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 Miami. He he got that area. Like that's like a, having a Houston. You could go platinum in Houston. You could go platinum in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Like it's certain cities, or uh, that if you banging in that city, you good. So I don't even understand why he need that type of attention. Maybe he want to be greedy and he and he want more because them album sales start decreasing. We we don't know, right? But from your presence on social media, your music is playing. He's not in a rotation right now, or I'm not looking for him. So I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. He he passed me. Like when I hear Pills and Automobile with Chris Brown, that's quite. That's like what twelve months maybe old. The song I I skip his verse. Like I don't want to hear the fools. It's like I don't even like his cadence. Oh, I'm not a Kodak Black. You're fan. not a Kodak Black fan. No, but look at my age. You know, like I'm not. We ain't talking about nothing, right? And he, he had to look at him, and it speaks to a broader problem we having with this generation. I think. And what I, you think that problem is? And I ain't think I ain't trying to be the old head that's just down in the uh, young guys, but they you, lost. You the angry old nigga right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't no nigga. <laughs> I ain't. No, I can't say that. But I don't know. It's like attention seeking. I mean, of course, but you got to think they came up in social media. Like our generation, we didn't. We started it. Like we had 
Black Planet and and uh, Black Planet was that movie. Black Planet. You remember Black Planet? You remember the page on Black Planet? Black yeah, the page on Black Planet. Yeah, with yeah. the with the with the, the sparklies. You could have your yeah. music on there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you gotta have it. Uh, you gotta have your music playing as soon as they land on your page. Yeah. And if you was a player, yeah. you had some slow song playing. Yeah. <laughs> the subject. Yeah. <laughs> I know we just we give the background cause because because yeah. like okay so if you weren't in the transition from Black Planet, MySpace, and MySpace, oh MySpace nigga, MySpace was jamming. Man, it didn't last long. It didn't last long. Last, MySpace what, lasted yeah, quite a MySpace while. MySpace was a yeah. MySpace yeah. would get you in trouble. Yeah, MySpace was interesting. Uh, and then all of a sudden Facebook hit. And that's when, like, MySpace, yeah, it was out there, but Facebook is when everybody was like, I need a social media presence. You know what I'm saying? So if you were born at that point, all you knew is, look at me. Yeah, look at me. Not really. Soulja Boy did, Soulja Boy did that with YouTube. Yeah, okay. Soulja Boy popped off YouTube. Yeah, he popped off YouTube. He, he did do that. Yeah, uh, but, but that, that's just from I, the I music think, perspective. I think Facebook yeah. gave everybody an opinion. Right. And the ability to start stating their opinion, whether somebody cares to yeah. hear it or not. Right. Like, I, oversharing is real. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, but again, you have so many different personality types. And if you came up in this environment of social media, then if your stuff ain't popping, you feel like there is a problem. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Likes. Yeah, like likes is like crack. crack. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Crack. Like if you ain't got no likes today, it's some people that's really will get depressed if within a week they ain't really showed they booty enough or they titties enough to really get all the likes like. that they used to getting. Like that motivates them to go to the gym or like people start to live their life based on their social media persona. It produces a a whole new industry. Yeah, yeah. It's called influencers. Yeah, you're an influencer. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Instagram influencer. Yeah. Social media influencer. Right. And I think that's that couple, the attention seeking, clout chasing, as everybody's saying now, the clout chasing. Right. With the lack of parental guidance. Right, because you think about it. Like, I have a, I have a 17 year old. I can't tell you when the last time I done checked her uh, her social media profiles. Like I don't know what she doing now. I I have I've got had to get on her before because somebody hit me up and she not knowing or we, she may know that we friends, but they'll send me something like, "Hey, uh, your daughter clowned on this one." I'm like, really? Like you know, you had to put them in check like that, but for the most part. It's unsupervised mm-hmm. for a lot of people, you know. So that kind of plays a part. It's like people get to live out their own little fantasy world. It's the it's the first place that children really get uh, some semblance of freedom. No gatekeepers. Yeah, ain't no, no ain't no gatekeepers. I mean, you see what happened when you don't have gatekeepers. You got people out here disrespecting a widow at this point. Yeah, like. Yeah. This, this man not even in the ground yet. And you talking about, I'm going to give her a year. Yeah, I'm going to give her a year before bro, I try to holler at her. Bro, and have you looked at yourself? <laughs> I applaud you for your confidence, but bro, you. Kodak like he just this shit. You know what I'm saying? Kodak, Kodak like. He mixed with Shrek. Like, <laughs> like bro, 
And <laughs> this what you saying? The project baby. Yeah. And but okay, again, this is what social media brings breeds because he has a presence. He has a market. He has a following. And God bless that it's a whole bunch of people that's like him. It's a whole bunch of people that's just like Kodak. And think like him. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you, even though a lot of people came out against him, it was a man. If you read read into them, uh, read up under them comments, there's a lot of people like, man, Kodak ain't did shit wrong. We talk about that every day. Like, it, see, but it's rules to the game. Yeah. And I guess the rules got threw out a long time ago. Crack. <laughs> we we blame cocaine. 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 We blame we blame a lot on crack, but crack crack messed us up. Yeah, like it broke the rules, made no more rules. Yeah, because either you was a user or abuser. Right. And the users didn't have any rules. Right. And the abusers definitely was breaking out of rules. Well, so, okay. So is this is this what you would call post trap culture then? Cause we always say we doing it for the culture, but what part, what portion of the culture are we at right now? This is post crack. I think we, yeah, yeah, post trap. I I call it post trap. Post crack, but post trap, like you know. But people still trapping. Trapping just evolved. Like Pimp C said, like Pimp C was talking. They were talking about pimping back then. He was like, it's just going to the web, and lo and behold. It just went to the webs. Well, okay, so I my opinion is I feel like it really ain't no more real pimps like that no more because all the women can really lean and do it on their own. It's gone to the website. It's gone to the website. Just but, like but it ain't really no more trappers no more because, uh, for, for the most part because most of the trappers is on dope. Yeah, and if you're selling dope in 2019, you need to go check yourself because – <laughs> it's a problem. They're gonna arrest you, right? <laughs> no, they be. I be seeing them. I be seeing them all on. They might be on Facebook and they'll put some up, like, "I got this," and I'm like, <laughs> and "You must, you must thought the police wasn't watching you either. Yeah, you yeah. must just thought you, your friends is just your homeboys. Like, you must don't know that you." <laughs> This can be watched by a lot of people. And they are being watched. They and they are. pulling up. It's people that then went live. Yes. And they got a pistol all at the and next thing you know, they is getting laid down by the police because you can get tracked, man. It's uh this post trap culture. And I you know, I, I was listening to some of the some of the artists that was, you know, coming to Kodak. And uh they was like, Man, you really need to check yourself. What's wrong with these young? Like I would listen to gang. Gang was like, man, what's wrong with these, these young niggas? What's wrong with these these young cats? And it's really weird. It's like they want to. They so emotional. They put all of this on social media. Whatever they thinking, whatever they doing, yeah. they just put it out there. And it's it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Yeah, um, because and but we sound like the bitter old heads because yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we do. It's a stepdaddy mentality. Yeah. Like, you ain't my daddy. Yeah. How dare you tell me something? You yeah. ain't my daddy. Yeah. You know, but they don't understand. Like, you learn those lessons later in life. Like, I don't know. Even when. Well, okay, but think about your it. Your uncle or somebody yeah. tell you. Like, you ain't but my if daddy. But if you don't put your mama in the house, and that's the other power that social media has done, just like what you say with Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy was like 15, 16 when he dropped. Uh, 
what, what was the name of the song? The uh, Superman. The Superman, whatever it was. Like, you got to think that man at the age of 15 changed his mama life. Uh, Kodak probably changed his whole family life. You know what I mean? So it's like, how can you tell me someone I done did something to change my environment, change my, my family's social status? You know what I'm saying? But so You're not the first one to do that. True. And everybody else that did that, they're not acting like that. It's a lot of them that's acting like that. Like T.I. I I find it kind of strange that T.I. is going to come out and be like, man, you don't need to do this, but you were the same nigga that got caught and went to jail two, three times. Like T.I. was wilding out. So you do sound like the old angry nigga. You see what I'm saying? But it wasn't this situation, though, what they talking about. And, and right, but it was so, it was something just as I stupid. Mean, everybody did something bad. Everybody at this table did something stupid. But right? you know when to do it and when not to do it. Well, okay, so I, I guess that's my point. Is like at the time when Ti was, uh, he would he would even if he thought about. <laughs> He's going out there. There he goes again. Devil's <laughs> advocate. You know what I'm saying? He's going out for one of those tangents. I don't know. I always, and, and my mama says this to me sometimes, like, you can't forget when you was young. You know what I'm saying? No, but what you do know is a wise man learns from others' mistakes. A smart man learns from his own. So which one do you want to be? I want to be wise. I want to see him do it and be like, you know what? He touched that stove. I know it's hot. I'm not going to touch it. Right. Like that's what T.I. is doing right now He's trying to be the elder statesman Of the, the voice of the, of the hip hop community And saying hey I did these things I did these things wrong Young blood you don't have to do it But I, I, but I, these young boys ain't trying to hear that see, And again that's that's where I feel Like it should be somebody From that younger set That younger generation that steps up but instead of, It's the blind leading the blind These they're boys not. is wild it, it has to be one that's, but it see, that's what Nipsey was, not. and that's what what well, Nipsey was thirty three. Yeah, but he but he was still. I'm talking about. I'm I'm looking for the twenty one year old. Like who? I'm I'm just saying that's who I'm looking for but, uh, to come up and be like, hey, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who that is, cat will be. You it know is I mean? a divide. It definitely is. Like you got the street cats, and then you got the schoolboy cats. It is a divide. Like they're they. It's not a middle ground. Like yeah. it's either or. Yeah. Like you either, you know, like, I, hold up, let me backtrack that. <laughs> Derry, like, these guys ain't strictly schoolboys. Like, they, they just don't get it all the way live. Right. Like, like right. they still smoke weed, this yeah, and that. these street but, niggas. But the extreme street niggas yeah. and what we, and schoolboys is a, is a divide there. Like, these guys are really out there. Yeah. So, it, it, his, his, <laughs> their voice to come up. It's gonna be this voice to talk to the woke people in that crowd. It's gonna talk Kodak crowd. Gonna talk to Kodak crowd. That's that's yeah. what you. That's what's happening. But he had people around him at the time. He was saying and telling him not to say it. Mm. A guy standing right next to him. Yeah, but I mean, if 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 that's what I'm if, saying. If, if, if I pay, if listen. I pay, if I and that's the thing to me. That's the that's the that's the strength in having a strong team because. He ain't got no. He ain't got no team. Yeah, he, he ain't he, got no voice. But, yeah, he ain't got nobody he listening yeah. to. Like he don't have that mentor that's saying, yeah. "Hey, don't." Who see, who won't even let it get to that point where it's even videotaped? Like the yeah. room hazy, bro. You you facing court trial. Like he right. got, he got a he got a case. He finna fight in like a month or two. Yeah, the room is hazy and all that. And just just man, let's pull let's peel back his onion a little bit. 
Remember, he got hit with that gun trial. Yeah. Where he had fake guns in the house with the baby, some allegedly fake guns. Right. Like, how many times you gonna repeat this foolishness? Right. Cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah. He's Rick James. Yeah. Yeah. It's a drug. Because <laughs> he did one, he was sitting in the car talking, and he had white shit all over his nose. Yeah. He was wiping his nose all while he was talking. Yeah. yeah. And then okay. that apology he gave, bro, Dry. you could have kept it yourself, man. Like, yeah. if you're not going to be apologetic, just shut up. And mean it. I mean, just keep yeah. it yourself. Yeah, just shut up. Like, we do sound like these old heads, but it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've done some stupid things. So, like well, I said, see, I, wise, I think that's like just, I, again, when you one of these niggas from the hood for real, and you got, he probably got a call from the record company, which probably don't look like us. It was like, man, Kodak, man, it's a problem. You need to, uh, you know, fix that. Of course he's going to give a half-hearted apology if he ain't really. Yeah, he, he started seeing it's going to mess with his money. Yeah. If you mess with people's money. Yeah, they will change. Like, and that's what exactly it felt like. It felt like somebody had called him and said, "Hey, you losing endorsements? You losing this? He probably doesn't have any endorsements, but you losing this? You losing this? You got to go apologize." Right. It's like when your mom, you hit your little brother in the face, and then your mama say you got to apologize, but you really want to hit him in the face. So is Kodak on how stupid can you be this week? No, nah, Kodak. He's not. He, no, no, he's no, not he, Kodak. No, he, 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 he just through. No, he no, nah, he's <laughs> not through. He just not needed through. to be taken outside and whooped. Like yeah. old school, you know they go to sleep oh, with it. Like that's that's what he did. He need them tears come down. Nah, but how stupid can you be? How stupid can you be? All right, this one comes from the UK. Okay, a schoolgirl who was caught bringing a knife to class told her teachers that she only wanted to use it to snort cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so. How the story goes, this girl came to school and she she got uh she went through the mail detector and they found a folding knife on her. And the folding and they went to question and she said she used the folding knife to snort eight lines of cocaine <laughs> <laughs> with this folding knife before she got to school and her heart was racing. So she I bet it was she snorted <laughs> eight lines of cocaine. And then they scared the shit out of her. <laughs> and they snitched on herself. Guess what I did? <laughs> <laughs> Said she so evidently a folding knife is meant not meant to protect yourself or do anything else. Yeah. But it's supposed to be used to store eight lines of cocaine. Oh my god. So how stupid can you be? That's how stupid can you be? This has been three the hard way, man. Like I said, we appreciate everybody's comments, man. We appreciate all the comments that have been pouring in about the show, all the support y'all been showing. Make sure you go to three thehardwaycom That's hosted by Podbean. Yeah. Okay, 3thehardway.com is posted by Podbean. Make sure you go check out our episodes. We appreciate all your feedback. Also on YouTube, man, like, share, subscribe. 3 the Hardway. Y'all stay up.